Hello, PodFam. It's Laura. And it's Rachel. Oh, you just shook things up. That freaked me out. Sorry. I've been listening to our Encore episodes and I was like, oh, that's cute. We used to open the episode like this. So sorry. I was going to run it by you, but then you hit play and I was just like, oh, shit. I better do it. (laughs) I just like – there's just an audible pause where I'm like, am I on the right show? Insert crickets. Where am I? It's just Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, you know what? Sometimes you need to just add it in. It's like going back to that time where I just started the episode by, hello? (laughs) (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) I think that's one of our – I think these will be some of our best openings. But how are you this fine evening? I am great. We finally had a little taste of spring. Um, yes. Which is fantastic because earlier this week, it was feeling like the middle of January with like minus 18 and snow yeah. and wind and it was so cold. So finally, at the end of the day, it was actually like plus 10 and mm-hmm. sunny. It was beautiful. It was very nice. Yeah. Well, like when we're recording this, it's like the Canadian March break. I think they call it spring break in the States. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and usually March break is like that feeling where you're like, oh, like spring is here. Winter's over. Like I remember March break as a kid, like, you know, I did ski programs sometimes and you'd be like in your sweater, like it would be sunny. And then I was frozen on Tuesday and I was just like, this doesn't feel like March break. No, no, it didn't. So I think like March, you know, coming in like a lion, hopefully out like a lamb. Mm hmm. Too soon to say, but you know, yeah. we'll know once this episode goes out. Yes, we will. We'll update you guys then if we remember. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What are you having to drink? Ah, so this evening I am having a lemon ginger twist tea, oh. and it's a it's a rooibos tea. A twist. Yes, a little twist wow. of lemon in my wow. ginger. Lovely. Yes. Yeah, so what are you I, drinking? Um. This is a, there's a story here, actually. It's not a very interesting story, but it warms my heart. Um, remember like a few months back, probably in September, and I kept having this cinnamon spice tea Yes. for like two months, and yes. then my grocery store didn't have it back for like four months, How dare and they? I was devastated, and I was at the grocery store last weekend, and they finally restocked it, and I was just like, huh? So I've been drinking that uh, pretty much every cup of tea for the last week. So that's what I'm having is my cinnamon spice. It's called warmth. It's oh, great. I feel very warm lovely. when I drink it. It's how very, comforting. It's very very nice. I need the I need the comfort. So yes. And why do you need the comfort, Rachel? I think it has something to do with uh, the topic of today's episode. Yeah. So um. In case I haven't really talked about it too much, but everybody, I decided that it was a great idea to do a part-time online certification while working full-time. So needless to say, I've become very well-versed in balancing work with studying over the last uh, six months. Yes. So we're going to we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you guys some tips and I know Laura, you have a few tips too cuz you did you've done a couple self-study courses yeah, I've after done, graduating. Um, uh two three or four. Now, mm-hmm. I think four actually. 
Yeah. I don't know. They're all starting to blend together. But before we kind of get into the study tips, uh, let's talk about like just the benefits of doing like an upgrade course or just even a fun course on the side. I think there's so many benefits to it. And to start with like your professional development, it's always great to be um, expanding your skill set. You know, these are employable skills. These are skills that are going to get you um, those promotions and uh, bigger and better jobs. So mm-hmm. for that reason, it's an excellent idea to always be um, taking professional courses. And I think especially as we get older, you know, we kind of saw it with the previous generation and there's always like the the memes on social media of like the the young kids are always helping the older generation like how to open a PDF or like <laughs> how to use an Excel program. Um, and I think it's very – Uh, it's like a responsibility almost for ourselves to stay current on technology and everything that is happening maybe within the industry that you work in, Mm -hmm. just so you stay relevant and on top of your game. And especially now, so many industries have a lot of registration programs or certifications that you have to meet, like continuing education credits. So it's, it's really for your benefit that you're staying on top of this because it could actually, like for some industries, um, be the difference of whether you can actually do that job or not. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I was floored when I graduated from university and was informed that um, to move ahead in my career, I actually actually needed this designation and this course and this course. And once you have that designation, then you have to maintain uh, your continuing education credits for basically the rest of your life to maintain it. (laughs) And I was just like, um, this was not what I was told in school. Uh, but it's a reality guys. It is. (laughs) It is such a reality and university I find, okay. University, I'm not saying it's a scam, but, but but even though you're going through those, you know, four years, five years plus, plus, you know, how many years and you're getting your your bachelor or whatever, um, these days, and just being honest here, that piece of paper does not get you very far. Mm-mm. And I think about 95% of my friends who have gone through post-secondary education have then gone on to do college courses mm-hmm. or um, – specialized certificate programs to actually become employable and actually mm-hmm. learn the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Like have most of your friends also um, gone on to continuing education? Like, like some some form of it? Yes and no. Like it really depends on I think the industry that they want to go into. Like I have a few friends who um, are in like, what is it? Like social media marketing like kind of like those marketing agency jobs yes. Um, that I know they haven't had to do um, extra certifications, at least yet. But, you know, I know one friend who um, she got into some form, like she had to do like a master's in international relations, relations and things like that to get into her career field. And then, um, you know, I know that you had to do a couple courses and then my partner also had to do a few because he's um, in architecture. But pretty much like I think any like any 
field that I know of where like you kind of are looked at as an expert or a professional, yes, pretty much yes. all of those industries you have to, I've learned you have to either be working towards something or already have that certification. So Exactly, exactly. It just doesn't seem to like the, the bachelor degree just doesn't cut it anymore for mm-hmm. a lot of um, industries. And partly it's because of, you know, competition as well, right? You know, if 100 people have a bachelor's program, well, maybe the person who took the specialized course, they're going to jump ahead of those mm-hmm. other people. So just something to be to be mindful of. And um, on the flip side, you know, there's, there's just um, hmm, there, development courses, but not so much for a professional reason, more just for your own personal growth. I think these are just as important as the professional courses because mm-hmm. it's it's so important for our our minds to stay active and always learning new skills because this is how we stay sharp. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what I've been doing a little bit more lately. I'm kind of taking a pause on the professional development course, but there's things in my personal life where like, you know what, I really want to get better or I just want to learn that skill. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's extremely complicated. It can be very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes it's just nice to learn something because it's fun. Exactly. If you just have an interest yeah. in it, take a course. Like there's so many things that are actually free or mm-hmm. don't cost very much. So mm-hmm. why not take advantage of that? Yeah. And I think just important distinction with that too, just because you do that course for fun doesn't mean you have to do anything with it. No, no, you fun. don't have to monetize it. I feel like um, a lot of people get caught into that. Well, if I'm going to do this course, I need to monetize it. I was definitely guilty of that. Um, but maybe it was something like I didn't really have an interest in monetizing. I just found it so fascinating mm-hmm. that I was just like, well, I just want to learn this. And and once I accepted that where I was like, you know what, I can just learn something to learn something. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make it like my whole life or my business or something like that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The world is your oyster when you accept that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Shall we get into our tips? I don't know if any of you should listen to me, but um, I feel like we've learned we've learned a number of things. Hopefully they're helpful to you guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rachel, you kick it off here. All right. So – uh, this is probably going to – I'm going to start with this tip, and it's going to be pretty overarching for everything we're going to say in this episode, and that is the importance of discipline when you are taking on a course, especially while you're working at the same time, because I'll paint a little picture. I work um, technically less than 40 hours a week now because we have half day Fridays, but some days you're there for a lot longer. And I also am doing a part-time university certification in accounting, which is a lot of work. They market it as eight hours, but it's more like 20 a week. So that's a lot of time to try to uh, budget. And I also have my partner and my friends and my family and my health and fitness that I also need to fit in there. I also have cats to take care of. So it's quite a lot. And 
One thing that I found that's very helpful for me is just being very strict with what, you know, during my day, what, when the time for each thing is. Yes. It's really important to set boundaries when you are working full time and taking a course. And and this can go for anything in your life when you're just juggling multiple things. Mm-hmm. You have to have those strong boundaries of, okay, it's time to put this away now and move on to something else. Or now is the time, like I can't watch any more TV. I need to sit down for the next hour and mm-hmm. read my textbook. Yeah. Like for example, a typical Tuesday night or Tuesday for me is I go to work from 8.30 to 4.30. I come home, kind of just chill out for an hour just to like calm my brain down and enter a different space, study till about 7.30. And then maybe we will go climbing together. So that's like our relationship time with my partner and our health and fitness time. Or I will keep studying if I have more work to do. But when I've set my mind that, okay, tonight we're having relationship time or health and fitness time, I stop at a certain point because especially with like work and studying, it's so easy just to keep going, Mm -hmm. even if you're mentally drained. And that's another thing too, is setting a boundary with yourself for when kind of enough is enough and you need to give yourself a break. So for instance, yesterday when I was studying, like I had a full day at work and it's a very busy time for us right now. And then I studied from about 5.30 to 9 o'clock, which by the end of it, like I felt like my brain was mush. And I just, you know, I went to bed and stuff. But today, like I was just so exhausted at work. Like I just, I was making it through my day and like I was doing a good job. But like, I was like, you know what? I can't do it tonight. And that's fine. Like Mm -hmm. when you have all these things going on in life, like you just kind of have to, sometimes you need to take care of yourself first and that's the boundary and the discipline you need to have. Exactly. And there's, there's two key things that you said there, Rachel, that I want to highlight. The first thing was, you know, after you come home from work, you don't jump right into studying. You take that hour to transition, right? Like have a little break, have a little snack, just, you know, do something mindless for an hour and then you get back into it because I think it's it's so hard and, and this is why like you'd be feeling that drain is if you worked, you know, eight hours and then came home, immediately went into studying and carried on, right? Like at that point, the second thing I want to highlight is like, what are you actually retaining? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Like our brain needs to learn, take a break, learn, take a break. And, you know, it's through our sleep and our rest. That is when that um, new information becomes set in our mind Mm -hmm. because it's having a chance to absorb it, not just keep cramming more and more on top until you're so exhausted physically and mentally that, you know, you could have read a whole chapter and not retained a single word. I know that's happened to me before mm-hmm. where your eyes are like scanning the page, but like nothing, nothing is going in your mind. <laughs> nothing there. No, just it's empty. It's no empty. Thoughts. Your eyes are just like, yeah, so we're reading, but your mind is like, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Your mind is like, I actually am lying on like a poolside. I'm yes. on vacation. Your brain has just left the building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. So I think too, kind of a good thing to jump off of here is when you're having a super busy week or you are feeling really drained, just be okay with it not being perfect, Mm -hmm. which is tough for me. And like maybe some people will disagree with this. I'm kind of in a position where, you know, I am doing pretty well in what in the courses I'm taking, but it's also like it doesn't, I don't have to be getting like 95s in the course. So depending on your situation, you may not agree with this, but sometimes just doing your best, if you don't have a lot of time to study for a small quiz that you have, if you get a 70, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. If you've had a really busy week or you didn't really retain much of the chapter that this quiz was on because a lot was going on, like that's, that's okay. It doesn't, you know, reflect on your capabilities as a student or your intelligence or anything. You have a very, very busy life and you're trying to balance a lot of things. The fact that you're even showing up to do it is the win of the situation. Like you are putting energy and effort into propelling your life forward. And that's what you have to hold on to. To propel your life forward, you don't need to be getting 100% on everything. Exactly. And off that point, I kind of wanted to jump into the the types of courses that someone might choose because there is the option of a self-study, which is what I have often done. So there is no fixed timeline or the timeline is so great. You know, it's it's one year mm-hmm. um, that you can just, you know, take the final exam any time. Or there's a situation like your courses where there are, you know, defined assignments due on this day, and then you have an exam day. And mm-hmm. I find both are both have their challenges, right? Like for you, you have this finite amount of time that you have to be staying up to date every week with the subject matter because, you know, the course is just going to move on whether you've read that chapter or not or done those assignments or not. Where in a self-study, you know, that might suit the lifestyle that is a little bit more busy, but you also have to have those boundaries because all that time could pass mm-hmm. and you never did the course. And then it's like either cramming at the end or you just don't bother completing it, right? And then you have that money that just went down the drain. So I think you have to be honest with yourself. I find um, for some people, like structure and those deadlines Mm -hmm. are very important, even though it can seem like a lot, where for others who might be very good at setting those boundaries, but they they honestly just need a more flexible timeframe, then those self-study courses are are perfect for them. So definitely be honest with yourself and neither one is is right or wrong. It's, It's doing what suits your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And your learning yeah. ability as well. Yeah. And like I, I've had experience with both because um, a few years back I did the uh, LSAT as well. So I was probably studying for that for about four months. And I think, um, yeah, my recommendation with that is to invest in resources such as textbooks or like exam books that kind of push you in the right direction of building your own structure. So for instance, when I was doing the LSAT, um, the book was kind of designed like the guy was 
you know, he designed it as in he was the teacher on the chalkboard talking directly to you. So he was like, okay, so this week you should have done this, this, and this. Like he kind of developed, um, it was like a secondary site where he gave like a calendar where he's mm-hmm. like, if you're going to write the exam in four months, you should have done this this week. Right. And just for me, that really helped, even though like it was kind of just, you know, it was just there. Like he wasn't actually being like, you have to hand this in, but it just helped having like a guideline to it follow. You. It, it helped you pace yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Because it's very easy to, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes with me, um, I don't know why, sometimes like I want to jump ahead and see if I can do well on something mm-hmm. when I haven't even done the work yet. And then I don't do well and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not smart. And it's just like, well, actually just like slow down and actually do the study that you were doing. So yeah, it just, it helps, helps you not jump too far ahead. I find it just slows you down. Exactly. And definitely on those self-study courses where they have a final exam, um, the ones I was doing were a fantastic opportunity because I had to take them during the exam time. So I would have Mm -hmm. to book my time slot go go downtown Toronto and and write the exam. Um, I found that it was very beneficial for me to set that exam date because mm-hmm. then I was working towards something. Because on a lot of my courses, um, I set those dates and it, it took me, I think some of the courses I did in like three months where the one where I didn't set that exam, I... I think I sat on it for 10 months and then I was like, I better book this exam or else I'm never going to do this course. <laughs> and I'm someone, I I kind of like a little bit of pressure. I need to be working towards something mm-hmm. or else like it'll take me so long to get around to all the material that like I'll have to start over again because I won't remember what was in chapter one. Um, yeah. I kind of have to keep things a little bit more well-paced just so I can keep my mindset like on that topic because once it like stretches out over a long period of time, I'll be like, I don't know what this is about anymore. I have to start over, (laughs) you know? It's just like you leave it for too long. It's like having that novel that's not one where you sit down and you read in one sitting. You like pick it up, put it down, and then you're like, what was this book even about? Um, So you have to be careful with that one. So that's why I really recommend setting those – timeframes for for your exams or mm-hmm. um, if you're really well organized with your boundaries, you know, having that set time frame like like what you were saying is like you should be here by this month, here by this month and work it out that way. So I mm-hmm. think that's a really effective way to kind of just keep yourself going and, mm-hmm. you know, not cramming too much, but also not studying enough. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I think as well, just speaking of I'm gonna I'm just gonna focus on like either self-study or online courses that don't have a lecture perspective, because that's what you and I have most experience in. Um, but really try like if you're given a textbook, really try to understand the resources that have come with that book. Like what is available to you. So for instance, um, last course that I did before the one I'm currently doing was uh, we had the book, but then they had this whole course site that the publisher made that had 
PowerPoints and like flashcards, little quizzes, things to test your knowledge with the assumption that you're not in a class doing this. Because I don't know about you. I don't, I don't do that well reading from a textbook. Just I don't either. I I'm not good with textbooks. I always, um, if you can, I will pay for like practice exams or Mm -hmm. practice questions. Just with the courses that I had, Um, they had those features available, and I did very well on those exams. But the ones where they're like, "Here's a book. See you at the exam." I I don't do as well because you don't get a feel of what the questions are going to be like. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what to focus on in the textbook. So you're trying to retain everything, but they're not going to test you on everything. You know, they pick like maybe a few things to really mm-hmm. dive into and maybe that was something that you didn't retain as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm a big fan of uh, practice, practice exams and, and all that kind of stuff because the first course I did, so I did the – Canadian securities course. This is a very popular course if you are entering into the the finance world. Um, it's a very baseline course, so it's very popular. There's so much for resources. Like with my whole package of the course, I had practice questions, and then I had two previous exams that I was able to take multiple times to really get a feel of what the questions are like. And honestly, when I took those. I was like, oh my God, I'm retaining the wrong information. I need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. So, but then as I got into different courses, I ended up taking some very obscure courses that mm-hmm. they did not provide any practice <laughs> questions on. And I found that my mark suffered because like I didn't really know how to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And they were not very black and white either. They were very gray <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because it was – it was very much, uh, so I'll just say, it, it was like kind of a compliance-based. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what is the most correct of these correct things? <laughs> that was pretty oh much Oh, my God. I exam. hate those questions. And so <laughs> unless you've had practice doing those, I know you had experience with this with the LSATs. Like it was training you how to answer those types of questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that for that course. So it was just like – a little bit more challenging when you're reading the exam questions and being like, okay, what are they really asking here? Yeah. And I think too, like with just the nature of like finance and accounting textbooks, there's so much information and especially like in in accounting, like financial reporting, there's a rule for everything and there's variances of those rules that when you're just reading the book and you don't have a teacher doing lectures to kind of guide you through what you really need to know, it's very easy to go through with a highlighter and highlight the whole book because you're like, everything is important. It feels hundred percent. I've like, done that. I've just, and then I yeah. look back and I'm like, I highlighted the whole, the whole page. <laughs> it's like suddenly why are my notes for one chapter 30 pages long? So, um, that's kind of what I was dealing with the last courses, but the course I'm doing right now is really great because the um, professor posts the publisher's PowerPoints uh, as the recommendation of what to start with each week. So what I've been doing to help myself is going through and reading the um, PowerPoint, basically making some notes from that. And then I go back through to the textbook and I see, oh, okay, what 
in these different sections that have been highlighted as important do I see that actually needs to be added here? Because when you do that, you kind of realize a lot of what the textbook is saying is a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. Yes. But with without those points, those touch points of like what's actually important, you'll just get lost in it. So I know that's not the case with every course, but that's what I mean. Like if you have that available to you, take advantage of it. 100%. Because it, you'll be in Definitely. a way better situation than you otherwise would. Yes. 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 Can't agree with that more. And I kind of want to flip in now to the personal development Mm -hmm. courses. These are like the passion projects, right? Like you're taking these courses because you really want to learn like how to knit or, you know, whatever, how to cook better. There's lots of different Wine. You want to learn about wine. Just want to learn about wine. Be like a sommelier. Um, okay, actually, side note on that. Apparently, there's yeah. a wine course that like truly is like the hardest course ever. Yes, apparently. it is. That is actually the hardest exam. I know about Fascinating. that. Fascinating. I love I it. Know. The world of wine. Um. So so yeah, like those those are the things that you're passionate about. You're gonna take the time to learn, and that's more what I've been doing this past year. And I feel like I've done like a wide range of them. Um. Back in late November, early December, I did like a 10-day meditation course. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked about that before. That was amazing because like I I didn't really know much about meditation. So I took a course on like just different styles. And that was with uh, Oh My Annie. She's just on YouTube. Sorry, I can't remember her last name. It's like very long. And that was a fantastic course. I'm now doing another 10-day channeling. Wow. (laughs) It's not channeling. Um, Another 10-day meditation challenge. And this is with uh, Jolie Dawn. And this one is also meditation, but a little bit of a different style. Mm -hmm. But it was just kind of a way for me to to revisit meditation again and kind of – expand like different types of meditation because it is something like you have to try all these different styles and find out what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And then the other course that I'm doing um, is I know I've said it for like years on the podcast that I was going to do and I finally did it is I mm-hmm. am taking a French course. Um, I know finally. Uh, so if you guys like didn't know, I grew up in Quebec and I was very fluent as a child, but because I just have been out of that culture and not speaking it very frequently, I I really lost my confidence on speaking French with people. And so finally, I was like looking for a French tutor, but I was just like, you know, I feel like I just need to take like a basic course just to kind of revisit everything. And I found one. Plus, it's free, which nice love free courses. And this is honestly for any of our Ontario listeners, if you go to the Brampton Library, you can Mm. sign up for a library card. It's free and you don't have to live in Brampton. Um, You get access to the uh, Gale University and they're all these courses that are free through the Brampton Library and you can honestly learn anything. So Hmm. they have like Spanish, French, Italian, photography courses, computer courses, finance courses, um, 
just all of these these different courses and they are um, six weeks long all online and they have like little assignments little quizzes and the one I'm in right now like two lessons come out a week and I just you know work through them all that kind of stuff it's not too Mm -hmm. complicated it's very easy computer program and so far I love it like it's it's just been really great to um do something like that and then I was going through the course catalog they have like photography courses and how to use your camera and all this kind of stuff and I was just like oh my god this is just so fascinating so that is the Brampton Library and you go to the e-courses which is like the Gale University and I think you even get like a little certificate at the end so I'm taking the uh, conversational French I wish they had more French classes they have a lot of Spanish classes and honestly they have a sign language language class and I really want to take that oh that would be cool yeah I feel like that's a skill that. that more of us need to know these days. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was telling uh, my dad about going, like taking this French course and he was just like, oh my gosh, like I need to brush up on my French too. Like he's like, I've lost so much of it since we moved back to Ontario. And so he is in the course with me. (laughs) It's it's really cute. He called me today. I know he called me today and he was like, bonjour. And (laughs) we had a little (laughs) conversation in French and then we're like, okay, let's go back to English. Um, But it was kind of nice. Like it's something that we can kind of like, we don't do the course together, like, cause you just kind of do it on your own, but it's nice to have that like accountability person Mm -hmm. to, to work on it with. So that was, that's like my new exciting thing that just started literally yesterday. So nice. I'll keep you guys posted on how it's going. If I like the format, I think I'm definitely going to sign up for the sign language course. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't and wait. sorry, I guess like a tip on that of just um, doing these like challenges and and courses. Um, these are ones that have a time frame on it mm-hmm. and um, they don't necessarily have like a show up at this time. They do, but just with like sometimes time changes and work schedules, it's, it's hard to go live. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just provide like the lecture video after. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I'm making dinner, I just throw it on and I listen to it. Or like when I'm getting ready in the morning or even like in the shower, I just like have my laptop playing just so I can listen to it. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly how I got some of these like – just self-development courses done. Nice. Yeah. I should try one of those out like two years from now. Yeah, when, you're too busy my- right now. <laughs> Don't do it now because like the – even like the French course, I think it took me an hour mm-hmm. to do like just lesson one. So it's not like a huge time commitment. But mm-hmm. if you're already working full-time and studying part-time in a whole like program, you're not going to mm-hmm. have time for this. Yes. One day, one day in the future. But speaking of being busy, this isn't necessarily a studying tip. It's more just like keeping yourself healthy while you are doing it. Uh, Because I feel like it's very easy when you work full time and also study part time for a lot of hours to kind of just fall into a habit of not really taking care of yourself. I've definitely had that experience. Uh, This time around, I am pretty lucky because my partner will cook for me 
most nights so I could just keep studying and like he's got it. I have a nice healthy meal. It's good. But back in the day when I was doing the LSAT, I was single. I did have roommates, but you know, they weren't they weren't making me dinner each night. It was unfortunate. But meal prepping is your best friend when you are studying. Just like what I would do in those days, like I would make a big pot of soup that would last me for four days and or I would make like a stir fry that would last me for three days or pasta, etc. Just always making enough to kind of keep you going on those days that you are cooking so that you don't need to cook every day. You can cook three times a week and then that just frees up study time because otherwise it's just it's very easy to kind of develop habits that aren't the best for you. Yeah, like you can develop really poor habits like you're just always snacking instead of having Mm -hmm. an actual meal or you're always getting takeout, um, which is really racks up in in Mm -hmm. cost over a long period of time and usually isn't as healthy for you. So yes, definitely making sure you have your meals ready to go and then you just have to microwave Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, or you're just if you or you're just not eating very nutritionally dense foods. So say you're not doing the takeout thing, but you don't have very much time to cook, so then suddenly you've had craft dinner for four nights in a row. I have yeah. done that before. Yes. And you kind of you know what? After having craft dinner every day for a week, you do start to feel a little sluggish. Yeah, so. yeah. So like you got to like feed your body, feed your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because Keep it's all that related. mental acuity up. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, take care of your health, guys. No certification or I don't know program, course, anything is worth more than your health. No, thank you. Definitely not. And um, I think an important thing to touch on for courses is the cost of them as well. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with kind of looking at a course and being like, okay, is this going to come back to me? Mm -hmm. Right? Like is the cost that you're putting in, is that going to come back in like a boost in your salary or your wage? Because if you're pouring all this money out without any return, then you know, those, those are courses that are probably not worth it to take. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. um, for, for Canadian listeners, you know, there are lots of uh, tax benefits. Um, there's a continuing education one that I believe you can claim up to 200 or $250 a year to a maximum of $2,000 or $2,500 in your lifetime. So definitely take advantage of those. Like keep your receipts mm-hmm. and and claim them. And even like tuitions, claim those. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can at least get like a little bit back for, for mm-hmm. doing these courses. 100%. And also too, like, I don't know, maybe this will be a, something for everybody to think on. But really before, again, kind of going back to like more like the program, like professional development certifications – it's okay to take a while to really think, is this right for me? Mm-hmm. 
is this right for the path I want to go down? Or is it just something that kind of gets expected of people around my level in my industry? Or does somebody else really want me to do it? So then I feel like I want to do it. So just because, you know, especially when you're starting out, there's a lot of things being thrown at you and a lot of different paths that you can go down. And it's hard to kind of sift through which one you feel is right. So just take some time to sit with it. Don't jump into something right away. Like do your research. Look at all the different routes that are available to you and really set your mind on the one that feels right for you. And don't just like do it because your manager is like, oh, it'd be great if you had that. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't mean something to you, because then you're not really going to do it once the course actually starts. Because Yeah, exactly. And this might be a bit of like a controversial tip, but it's okay if you get into something and you hate it, Mm -hmm. don't keep going. Stop Mm -hmm. and pivot. And I feel like some people, they'll be like, no, like if you started it, you need to finish it. In my personal opinion, opinion, no, you don't. (laughs) Um, Why waste that time? Why waste that energy and resources when you could change it up and find something that you actually enjoy? Okay. Exactly. Like it's okay to try things and not like them. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of us, we get stuck on like, oh, I'm a failure if I don't follow through with this. No, you aren't. Okay. If it's something that's just not resonating with you, try something else. It's mm-hmm. it's not worth the energy to to keep going. It's not worth the money. No, it's either. not worth Cause, anything. Yeah. Cause these programs can be very expensive, both uh in time, monetary, emotionally, just everything. That if you're doing something that you really just don't enjoy, mm-hmm. like it's going to it's going to affect you so don't don't make yourself do that when you don't yeah. you don't really have to exactly like i know a couple people who have been like oh i got into this and i'm going to finish it even though like i don't want a career in this anymore i'm like why are you finishing it they're like well then i have this credential i'm like but you don't want to do anything with it like mm-hmm. you hate this so why why are you bothering so i don't know maybe other people have a different opinion for me, but that's that's just my opinion on it. Like, why why pursue something if you're not going to do anything with it and you hate it? Yes, and it's our show, so our opinions are law here. Exactly. Thank we you. We are not wrong on our show. No, we are not. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna bite us in the ass one day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are all my tips. Again, hope it was helpful, guys. I don't know if I'm like you know, a great role model for this. And maybe when I- You're doing great, Rachel. Thank you. Maybe in my second tip where I'm like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and you can just get gun for the 65. People are like, uh, no. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? When you're in like the professional courses, sometimes it's just pass or fail, right? Like- Exactly. You pass, you pass. (laughs) Unfortunately, mine are not like that, but- No, yours are not, but- um, there are other courses out there where it's just like you have to hit like, I don't know, over over 65 or over 70 and they're like, pass, excellent. Um, yep. Sometimes that's just good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, when I told Laura I was doing this course and I was stressed about how much work it was going to be, she looked me dead in the eyes and goes, C's get degrees, hun. 
<laughs> and I was just like, you're right. They do. Yes, but <laughs> I only said that to you because when you were in university full time, you strived for that like 90 plus. Oh, yeah. I never got it, but I did yeah. try. <laughs> so I was just trying to be like, hey, don't stress if you're not getting 90s, mm-hmm. right? And you're not stressing. And look at that. You're getting really good grades. Yeah. I'm trying. I am trying. But um, yeah. So that was for the end. Uh, that's the end of my tips. Do you have any more? I have, a, I have an individual assignment I have to get going on. So, you know. <laughs> Got to get back to the grind. No, those Gotta are all my tips. So please like definitely explore professional development and personal development just to keep your brain active. And um, actually a friend of mine, she started taking um, like computer courses and just different types of courses uh, throughout the winter just because she's like, I'm so sick of like coming home and watching TV and like having a glass of wine or just like scrolling on social media. So she's just like, I want to learn something. So she found things that she's not very good at and she's like, I'm going to get better at this. And that's what she's been doing. And she's done like six or seven courses now mm-hmm. of just like small things of just being like, how do you use Microsoft Office better? And, you know, good for her. So good for her. Yeah, you don't have to be working towards like a professional thing. It could just be like, I suck at this and I want to be better. So there you go. It could be anything. You can take a course on anything. Love that. So listeners, if you have any other tips for studying while working full time uh, or any study tips in general, please email us at teawithlaurarachel at gmail.com. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify because it really helps out the show and helps other listeners like you find us. Yes. And if you have any friends or family or acquaintances, co-workers who are currently taking a course or thinking about taking a course, definitely share this episode with them. Mm -hmm. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.